Hey guys, welcome to the Chad Prather Show. It's party time uh, Wednesday, and you know what I'm thinking about doing is is uh, auctioning off the uh, Chad Pads Vajo Dilator. We should auction that off, maybe eBay or something. Yeah, something. Or we we should get we should get a uh, Glenn to put it in the museum. You know, hey, that is a cultural yeah. iconic piece. Like right a full here. display with you in the in the getup. We we should uh, memorialize it. Last night I was uh, I'll stuff I'll shove it up my ass first. <laughs> And we won't wash it. It bring a mint. It's like I, that. Uh, it's like that. Won't smell like sell. a mint, but it'll <laughs> it'll bring a mint. But last night I was watching the show and I was like, when I set it on there, I was like, what's wrong with the microphone? And I forgot I had a duck vibrator on it. <laughs> but I like the way that sounds on the show. Everybody loves it. Um, it always scrapes some of the black fuzz off of there. Uh, but anyway, maybe we maybe we need to maybe we need to. It's still clean. Maybe we need to auction that sucker off. I'm a capitalist. I'm always thinking. Uh, back a few years ago, came across this guy, uh, you know him, and, uh, he was opening for me at a show I was doing in College Station. And a lot of times back in the green room, people want to come back there and talk to you. I kind of like to listen to the show, especially if I've never heard somebody set. So I was, uh, listening to this guy on stage. I'm like, damn it, he's killing, he's killing, I love it. And, uh, he, uh, he got done with his set. I said, bro, you, I want you to go on the road with me. So for the last couple of years, he's done a lot of shows with me. Uh, and uh, he is killing it these days and about to get even bigger, 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 and that is my man, Jesse Payton. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, buddy? It's good to be here. How's it going? God, you're a whore, and I love it. I know. uh, Well, you told me to come in here, and you said, uh, hey, I could plug whatever I want, and then you start the show with a vibrator, (laughs) and I'm like, I didn't know it was that type of show, Chad. Everything gets plugged around here. Uh, We like all the holes. Um, We like to, no dead air, we like to fill all the holes. Um... The uh, you were on Alex Stein's show last night. I'm sorry about that. Your career was great while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I halfway the whole way through the show, I was like, I think I can get canceled just for hearing this. You tell me, you we went to the ball game last night. You were telling me a story about Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz. Yeah, uh, it was a big thing. Joe Rogan obviously got the hundred million dollar deal from Spotify. Had the biggest has the biggest platform, uh, unregulated, and I feel like that scares people. Uh, and he did a he did a, a the podcast with uh, Joey Joey Diaz, and uh, Joey made a misogynistic joke that was pretty off color, and uh, Joe laughed at it. Yeah, they didn't try to cancel Joey for it wasn't even a joke. He was telling a story that was Tell very a story about when he was the security guy at the comedy store in L.A. He used to make girls. Yeah, give him blowjobs to get on stage, and then Joe Rogan. Comedians. Joe Rogan said, ha ha. They didn't go after Joey. They went after Joe Rogan. Joe. For laughing at it. For laughing at it. Yeah. See, that's that's the Gestapo BS that's dumb. You know, and I mean, you, you got it. Yeah, it drives me crazy that people don't understand the way the mind of a comedian works. It's dirty a lot of times. It's it's because you have to think off the reservation. And you don't. So when you start telling a story like Joey Diaz, people are like, oh, why would he tell something like that? In his mind, why wouldn't he tell a story like that? Like, yeah, I want I want the shock value of you knowing how this is. Well, go on Netflix. Everything is making a murderer inside the mind of a killer. <laughs> yeah. You know, life on death row. It's all this dark, you know, stuff. And and uh, that's what people want to want to hear. 
well, don't want to hear, you know. Regular it's like when they came team. up with that, that when they came out with that Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries yeah. or whatever. Like I never watched it. I don't know if you did. Or that not. was great. I mean, there were a lot of people who were like, yeah. "Dude, it disturbed me." Yeah, like it disturbed me. But that's why it was great. That's why it was great. Yeah. I didn't watch it because I was like, I don't really feel like being disturbed. I was in that point yeah. in my life where my testosterone was low, and I was already thinking about bullets. That's that's why Alex Stein has a camera on him five hours a day because it's <laughs> it's the the weird novelty anomaly of Alex Stein in a suit in slippers with no socks on riding a scooter in front of a stuffed polar bear outside the Blaze TV studio. It's weird, and that's what people like, and I love Alex for that. Yeah, He's got people, balls of steel. People can't look away from it. Can't? Yeah, I don't have this. I'm a pretty bold dude. I don't have the same kind of balls that Alex does. Like, I just went on Stu Peter's show. I didn't get dressed. Like, I, I was going to put on actual clothes, and I went on Stu Peter's show, which is probably on right now while y'all are watching this. Go back and watch it later on. I did 15 minutes with him talking about revolution in the U.S. And I was like, well, they're probably going to come arrest me for just talking to Stu yeah. Peters about this. Like that, I'll talk to you about that stuff all day long. But going with a women's swimsuit into the city council meeting to uh, do what Alex Stein does, is like I, that's like, mm, I love it. Different deal. He'll do it. I mean, he had yeah. a dude on all fours last night with chocolate pudding on his face looking like blackface. Yeah, and, and goes and jams Brittany Griner up at the airport. I was like, you're, you are a legend, dude. Like, yeah, she hasn't been defended like that uh, since she played against uh, men in basketball. It was crazy. <laughs> she hasn't seen def defense like that uh, since they started letting men play in women's sports. Yeah, it's a whole new pick and roll, baby. The, uh, <laughs> For real. The, uh, uh, but... You did that show, so it's chill. Then you got to do you're doing Landau's show later. Yeah, and, it's uh, cool. I get to make the I get to hit the whole trifecta. Uh, but I noticed they're not having you on shows like The News and Why It Matters. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I can't be on Sarah Gonzalez's stroll because of the restraining order. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she can't take a joke. Yeah, I, I left. I left the parking lot yesterday. I saw you come into the parking lot. I left the parking left the parking lot. And uh, Sarah texted me about five minutes later. I was driving down the highway, and she said, "Did you know Jesse Payton was going to be here today?" <laughs> I, was like, I know everywhere Jesse Payton's yes, going to be for it, sure. It, it, and I just said yes, and she didn't respond back. Yeah, that's it for <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. She was, uh, yeah, she's yeah. awesome, man. I love Sarah. She's, she's good people. All right, so uh, you and I are going to be in Kansas City next week. Let's go ahead and promote while we can. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be in Kansas City next week. I love doing shows like that where you go into a town and you're there for like four days. It's the best. It's the best. One setup, one load in, one load out. You know, yeah. you, we actually get free time. It's the time we get to go to lunch, do fun things. I'm going to go to the Astros Royals game on Sunday. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm a huge Astro fan. Uh, yeah, no, it's awesome. Rather than booking a route where you're five hours between cities traveling, you know, it's tough. Time. Like this morning, I had to book a flight to Casper, Wyoming for the week after that to do a show there, have to rent a car, then drive from Casper to Mills, Wyoming, which is not far. But then next morning, I got to drive four hours to mm. Rapid City, South Dakota, yeah. to go to Lead, South Dakota, which is up above Sturgis, and then turn around and fly out of Rapid City. Uh, it gets tricky. It does. And I talked to my agent this morning. I was like, you know, in 24, let's don't do that. Yeah. Like, or let's do it differently because it becomes a lot. Well, the, the trade-off is this. Obviously, doing Kansas City, we're doing the KC Comedy Club. Uh, come see us this weekend. Uh, next weekend, rather. Yeah. Um, uh, but we're going to do five shows, you know, and what's capacity? 200. So we got, you know, cap Each a thousand people. Yeah. So uh, it's like doing a theater with a thousand people that you do one time. I prefer the comedy clubs to the theaters, obviously. I've come around to that. I've yeah. come around to that because, again, you get some free time. Like my buddy Doug Billings, he uh, – <clears throat> host a great podcast and the right side with Doug Billings. He 
he always comes to my Kansas City stuff, and he texted me the other day, and he said, dude, I got a guy here who wants to make barbecue for you guys and the crew on Saturday and stuff. And I was like, we probably won't do that simply because we're lazy. I mean, we work at night. Yeah, we th- We're appreciative of the thing, but going to somebody's house and doing all that sometimes gets to be a little much in the middle of the day because we still have to go to work that night yeah. you know i love it when people are like dude let's hang out before the show and i was like i tell you what how about i show it show up at your house at 6 a.m before you go to work and we'll have some tequila shots let's, you know? yeah let's just have a great time before you clock in yeah <laughs> and you have to be funny on stage uh, in a room full of 200 people yeah, yeah and people luck. get people get a little bit miffed with me saying stuff like that because they're like dude just be nice well if i was nice 52 weeks out of the year exactly um i mean that's 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 well, a lot of it's a lot of i have to be careful because it's our career the difference with you and uh versus bill burr or you know whatever other comedian is you're on social media they're plugged into your life like we we watch you in your truck which yeah. feels very intimate so these people feel plugged in you know you got messages last night for, at the ball game you didn't know who you were getting messages from right you know text people messages. text messages saying hey come see me and we they feel plugged in because our presence on social media i say our i'm a you know a drop in your bucket but they, yeah, they feel so connected you know there it's feel they feel so intimate that they well and when we do shows we're always hanging out with people after the shows after the shows when we're because we're still in work mode yeah but uh and it's a good time before the shows always gets a little weird and you're right i was getting a text message our buddy chris birchfield Mm -hmm. he was at the game i thought it was somebody else because i you know everybody knows i lost my contacts in my phone almost two years ago yeah and there's a lot of you can't get back and, and then you don't know who's you lost. But I knew I was getting a number from Houston going, hey, meet me before the game and let's have a drink. And I was like, I no. don't know who this is. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm getting there right on time. You know, well, I'll come up to your section and we'll have a shot. And I was like, yeah, I didn't respond to that. There's like, hey, meet me over at Texas Live for a drink after the thing. And I was like, this could be some crazy woman. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It was Chris Birchfield. So it's pretty close. And it hit me all at once when you told me that Chris was there. And because I didn't, he wasn't sitting with us. He right. was down in another section. I said, "Dude, pull up Chris Birchfield's text number, it. yeah, and, or, or his cell phone number." And I looked, and I was like, "Oh, dang, man, this isn't this our crazy. buddy." I was like, "Yeah, we'll go meet you." Yeah, we had a good time too. <laughs> so we're gonna be in Kansas City. That's three nights. It's gonna be a good time. We were just in La Jolla. That was a good time. Hurricane, earthquake, fantastic. Yeah, September 14, 15, 16, yeah. right? That weekend, comedy club of Kansas City, yeah. and then uh, then we got more stuff coming up. Then we. Where are we going to be? We're going to be in um, – I know we're going to be – I'm Cloud. ending the year in, in St. Cloud, Florida. You're going to be there for that. We're doing Tulsa together. We're doing Arkansas. Are we doing Little Rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're in Little Rock. And uh, so a lot of stuff coming up still this year. But, yeah, I said next year. Because what they're going to do is they're going to start banning certain ways of travel. Or not that, but they're going to make you want to mask up. And I'm right. just like – I told my agent this morning, so I'm not getting on an airplane if they do that. Right. See, I'm already in the mode now of planning how do you do live entertainment if they bring back all that bullshit. Because they're going to bring it back to some degree. You got to find the venue that's not, you know, corporate owned, I guess, where they're, you know, you have your own regulations. Because Dustin Sims and I had shows last year where uh, they were, or the year before, where they were trying to do mask mandates on people. And, you know, we had three, 400 people sold and then 200 had to get refunds because they're like, I'm not wearing a stupid face mask to come watch comedy. (coughs) You know, we're getting out of the house to get away from this shit. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I had Salina, Kansas. I had some shows in like Visalia, California, that where they all wanted vaccine proof passports whatever and yeah, i was like no nah, cancel those shows i won't do them yeah i was like i'm from texas covid wasn't even real here yeah. <laughs> like what are you talking about Tell i was me. like they're like no uh, you got to get the vaccine i'm like dude we got guns we're safe it's yeah. fine 
Then they told me this lady was like, no, I just got Johnson and Johnson. I'm like, baby, I got Smith and Wesson. Okay, what are you talking about? Let's see who lasts longer. <laughs> I was uh, talking to somebody the other day and they were like, well, what did you do like in 2020 when they shut every down, everything down? I said, I went to places like Casper, Wyoming, where they'd never heard of COVID. You know what I did? I went to places like uh, the One Club in Houston and I rented the venue out myself and I made my own rules. And, you know, I did 200 shows in 2020, yeah. 200 shows during a pandemic. And it was, you know, it was, they, they did the you had to it had to be a restaurant you had to put food out i literally went to sam's club got a membership for sam's i live by myself i don't need a sam's membership bought chips and salsa and put them <laughs> on all the tables we're, we're eating and then we opened the bar up and yeah. people were just so sick of that crap i yeah. have people send me messages all the time like why the hell do you keep jesse payton around that guy was, they say that that's hey that's awesome <laughs> man hey and i felt i felt really degraded on alex's show i thought i'd come here yeah. and get dragged as well uh, thank you chad like i know i've traveled a lot of miles <laughs> with this guy why hey. do you keep jesse payton around nobody's ever asked me that but this seriously is, this is really cool my ego was doing real well until that I, i'd rather you just yeah. smash pudding in my face how's that social media growth going for you jesse <laughs> no i uh I tell people, I said, it's for that reason right there. Now, I tell people, they never say that, but I always do say, I'll tell you one thing about Jesse Payton. He'll go get damn chips and salsa. That's hustle. I work. To do a show. I work. And if they shut the world down again, I hope I hope Dallas and uh, Fort Worth and Houston like our brand of comedy because I'll just stay right there. Yeah. We'll just do a weekly show at the Riot Room. Well, I uh, during night. COVID, I did a show with Steve Trevino. Steve Trevino, shout out, one of the funniest Name com- dropping. And, uh... No, I'm about to name drop because then I had comics like Steve Byrne, Theo Vaughn messaging me during the pandemic like, hey, I hear you're working. Hook me up. You know, and these are guys that, I, you know, at the time in my career, I never would have gotten in touch yeah. with. So, uh, yeah, it was a, you know, a, I got I would get two o'clock in the morning, Rodney Carrington phone calls and him going, dude, how are you doing this? And I was like, what is he talking about? Living life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Losing weight. Oh, Losing weight. He lost a lot of weight. He, he, he was pretty inebriated at two thirty in the morning. when yeah, he call me. Always two in the morning. Carrington calls. Yeah. And he's like, dude, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? And I'm like. Bro, I go to places where they don't put up with the BS. It would be a story if Rodney texts you at 7.30 a.m. Yeah, I know. That would <laughs> no, be a story. That would be a weird one. This was just normal life. Yeah. But but I would. he'd say, he'd say, well, dude, how do you do it? I was like, well, I go to these clubs. I do five nights. You know, instead of doing two nights, I'll do five nights. He's like, yeah, but financially. I'm like, well, the problem is you want, you want $40,000 going in. That yeah. kind of thing. And, and hey, listen, he's got that kind of career. He can demand it. So, But I was like, yeah, see, I'm doing a lot less money. Right. I could go in there and, and during the it. during the pandemic, when you know when Steve Byrne and Theo Vaughn were hitting me up, it was five thousand guarantees versus fifty. Yeah, you know because they people just you got to work. People want to work. Yeah. Um. I we, I got some clips. I want to get some of your takes on uh, when hmm. we come back from a break because I got some pretty funny stuff uh, that I want everybody to see. Uh, hey guys, you ever get that feeling something bad's gonna happen? Kind of like what we're talking about here. You know, about them shutting the world down. I, I get that feeling. But between the distractions and the smoke screens and the media, we probably won't see it coming. You're going to get blindsided by it. That's why it's smart to invest in that emergency food that I'm always telling you about. You need to do it right away. You know how they say it's better to have it, not need it, than to need it, not have it. Well, My Patriot supplies the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. You need to go over to my special website preparewithchad.com you're going to get $200 off on your three month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply and you're going to enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals they're going to give you 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress stock up before the panic sets in free shipping that's automatic order ships fast and discreetly your neighbors won't know what's on your front porch when it shows up go to preparewithchad.com that's preparewithchad.com be right back (laughs) 
Yeah, so like I said, I did Stu Peter's show, and I got so depressed I didn't want to put no clothes on. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to sit here in my shorts and my T-shirt. It, it was, it's crazy just talking about all this negative stuff. Uh, people know the story, but this is the first time I've had the opportunity to talk to you about it on the on the camera. When we did the show in Joplin, Missouri, me, you, Zach Rushing, and uh, Dustin Sims, that's when the fight broke out. <laughs> show one of the tour. And first I was stop, on stage. You were on stage. And you busted that guy's teeth out. Yeah, I. Uh, he was disrupting the show, snuck in, didn't have a ticket. Um, and he had a, uh, I voted for, he had a coexist tattoo on his neck. And um, <laughs> fine, fine feller. And, uh, and he was clearly high on pills or drugs or something, screaming out. He, he, uh screamed at you and was like you stupid redneck and i'm like he's not stupid and uh <laughs> and uh yeah so i i politely very politely because there's no security there it's all women working and um and uh i asked him to leave he was very slow about it started screaming at you so i like gently put my hand on his lower back because that's how you do women and um <laughs> like you gotta go and he like reached under his thing to pull a gun on me and he was like oh i'll freaking shoot you and as soon as he reached under his hoodie, I didn't waste any time. I just hit him and dropped him. He did a little cartwheel and busted my hand up, knocked a couple of his teeth out. And then Dustin jumped on him and uh, roughed him up a little bit. I, you know, you know, we got him out of there. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. And uh, there were some cops there, off-duty cops. The only pushback I got on the whole thing, I got probably 4,000 messages. I had to have surgery. I tore my biceps, uh, tendon. Had to have a pretty complicated, not complicated, I had a pretty, you know, big surgery. Uh, you came on here, the, they did a give, send, go, and I appreciate y'all doing that. A lot of people on here contributed. Thank you, I had 100% of my surgery and rehab paid for. Thank you guys uh, for everybody on here who contributed to that. Uh, but the weirdly, the only pushback I had, everybody who was there, I get a message, social media. Thank you for standing up. Most people wouldn't do that. Thank you for being brave. Thanks for being courageous. I'm like, I'm not real brave. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't change my gender. Um, <laughs> I thought that's bravery in 2023. Uh, I was like, I just hit a guy who was pulling a gun on me, which was instinctual. And uh, the only pushback I had was two off-duty cops who was like, you didn't have to hurt him that bad. And they were like, we were right there about to come outside. I'm like, if he would have got the pistol pulled out, I'm dead before you get out there. Yeah. And the only pushback I got was from them. Cause you know, they were like, he he was on drugs. He didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, if he pulls the trigger on a gun, I'm dead regardless. And of, how do we know you're off duty cops? I didn't, yeah, yeah. And didn't know they were there. I'm like, yeah, we were about to handle it. I'm like, he already had his hand under his hoodie. You were still inside, we were outside. So, uh, but yeah, it was a, you know, it was a fluke thing. And I'm not, you know me, I'm not a violent person. I haven't had a fight in, 12 years clearly I, I i'm hit a guy in the face and i end up in the hospital <laughs> it's really I walk good back there and which so the thing about the off-duty cops it's like i'm sorry we busted the teeth out of your little pet crackhead that walks the streets that you know who he is but we're not going to play that game yeah what, what would happen was they clock in they work the night shift so they work the the uh 2 a.m to 10 a.m shift well when they go there they have to go to the hospital because there was an assault quote unquote and i'm like it wasn't assault it was self-defense i'm kyle rittenhouse like what are you <laughs> talking about and uh yeah and uh so that was weird. The only pushback I had was from those guys. Everybody I've else. got people, you know, the trolls. I always get people that threaten to come to the shows, you know. And please. I sent you a screenshot the other yeah, day please come. from a dude Kansas about City. Kansas City who's like, oh, finally we're going to get a face-to-face. -face. I was like, you don't want that to happen. Last guy got a hand-to-face. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want yeah, that to happen. Yeah. And God forbid you ever do it when Dustin Sims is on the bill. <sighs> that guy wants to fight every day of his life. 
So like, we did the show. Remember, I don't. Do you remember we did the show at the um, in Bur- Birmingham, yeah. Stardome? Yeah. And I'm heck. This guy was not heckling me. I was I was messing with him, and the guy was really cool, laughing at everything. And he had a shaved head and some tattoos on his neck. And I called him Aryan Brotherhood because he looked like a, you Aryan know, an Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> and he was laughing. His girl was laughing. The whole crowd was laughing. I was picking on him. Well. He leaves the show. I get off stage. Dustin goes on stage. Dustin gets off. You go on stage. And the guy comes in, thought Dustin was me, and then goes, hey, buddy, you ain't going to keep calling me Aryan Brotherhood. Ha, 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 ha. And Dustin's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but we could go outside. And I'm like, Dustin, calm down. He's like being jovial. Like, he's not being combative. Yeah. Calm down. He's like, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm like, he's not talking about fighting. Yeah. Put your yeah, put your dukes I've away. Seen, I've seen him walk up to the bar, Dustin walk up to the bar after a show. And some big dude standing there beside him, and Dustin just standing there looking at him like, "You want to do something?" And I'm like, "Bro, he just ordered a drink, man. <laughs> He's seven foot three. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a Bud Light. But I mean, we've heard Dustin be like, "Yeah, come over here and beat my ass." <laughs> Bro, like, it was. We, we were in uh, we were at Zane, Zany's in Chicago, and he's at the median making a turn, and this guy lays on the horn. And then, like, Dustin, like, flips him off. Well, the guy gets out, comes up to the car, and he thinks he's just going to loud talk Dustin. And Dustin's like, I'll beat the hell out of you. What are you talking about? The guy's like, where are you from talking like that? Because we're in Chicago. And uh, and he goes, I'm from Alabama. The dude's like, I'll see you in Alabama. Dustin's like, we're right here. Almost <laughs> like, like, we're here. You can see me now. And the guy's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, you're tough until somebody's opening <laughs> yeah. the car door. Yeah, Dustin gets out and comes back to you. He'll meet yeah, you halfway. Halfway, I don't want it's any trouble. It's a weird trouble. kind of comedy show. Yeah. Uh, but no, we. I, I get people all the time. Uh, somebody the other day said, "Yeah, I'm gonna come and straighten you out." And I was like, "Obviously, you hadn't heard the stories of the Joplin show." You don't want to come. <laughs> they get. They don't get straightened out. They get bent up. <laughs> it is, it is, uh. Speaking of that, I got a clip. Uh, I love this clip. I put this up on Instagram and Facebook. They both penalized me for putting it up. But there's so much to unpack on this thing. You've probably everybody's seen this thing. Play clip number four, please. So the mom is protecting her daughter who cut in line to go into porta potty. They push and shove it. And then it then there's more pushing and shoving. And then they happen to fall into an open door of a porta potty. This poor girl. The poor girl just wants to get out of there. Now this girl steps in there to try to break them up. Hands her beer off. Try to break them up. Well, here comes daughter from the other porta potty. She snatches her out by the hair. Goes over there, slaps her around a little bit. This and then she a- goes back to the girl who was trying to break it up and gets a boot right in her face. Bam! Dang. I mean, like, throws that girl down. That girl, from the other angle, you could see, they throw that girl on the floor, and she says, I was just trying to help her. <laughs> I, it's crazy, because my favorite part of a rodeo is the calf scramble, so this was phenomenal. <laughs> she said, I was just trying to help her. So I kind of felt sorry for that girl that got the boot to the face. But let that be a lesson to you, kids. Don't get involved with that shit. Don't get involved. Don't don't try to break it up. Let mama go into porta potty. You know what, though? After I saw that video, my whole perspective changed because I was like anti-Leah Thomas, pro-Riley Gaines, and uh, I didn't want women in sports, but after or men in women's sports. But after seeing that, I was like, I feel like she could take out half my friends. Exactly. I mean, and what's funny is, is they sat in the front seat of their car, her and her mom, the next day and did a little reaction video. To all that, she's like, "Listen, they were attacking my mom, so I effed her up." <laughs> I always talked about that because I've never put my I've never put my hands on a female, but it, it was always the case. Like, if you walked in and you saw a girl just beating the hell out of your mother, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try to time to go down. It's time to go. You got. It's like uh, uh, who, who was it? Was is it Theo? Theo does that bit when he was on his podcast or whatever. They're talking about like. 
you know, you never hit a woman. He's like, never? Never, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill Burr has a bit about Bill that, Burr's too. Got, yeah, yeah, Bill, Bill Burr's Burr, got that. He's got that whole bit, yeah. yeah he's like, like well, you, what do you mean? There's never, like, never a circumstance <laughs> where you hit a woman? Um, I've seen some of those circumstances. Um, but the uh, – uh, so, anyway, people started calling her the romper stomper because she's wearing that little romper. romper and I was yeah. like, I like that girl. Oh, she's redneck, son. I, I'm, I'm too much of a dog to like that girl. She frightens me. <laughs> She frightens me. Uh, we, yeah, she's another one. But I mean, <coughs> there's that sneeze. Here he comes. Bless you. I'm there allergic to something. Probably, probably Mexicans. The, uh, <laughs> my bad, George. The, uh, the, uh, uh, I uh, looked at that thing and I was like, it would suck to go viral on a video like that. And it's, it's a video that's going to be pulled down on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're not. You know, she's not a content creator anyway. She's no. a not. She's a peacemaker. <laughs> she's something. But that's what happens. I mean, Morgan Wallen concerts are lit, dude. That happened in Pittsburgh, and uh, yeah, you never know. If you've seen this clip right here, uh, go to uh, clip number three. Play that clip. This is uh, Delta Airlines flight. Somebody got the walking diarrhea right down the aisle. If you can see it, they just shit all the way down the aisle, and they had to turn the plane around and land it back. I think in Atlanta. Um, bro, I've gotten sick on a plane before, but never to the point where I'm going to walk down the aisle just crapping down my leg. How short were your shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that had to just be coming right down your leg. I just, I, I was just wondering if this was the same flight with that girl at the front who looked back and was like, that's not real. Like, <laughs> no, no, sweetheart, that's no, definitely no, real. No, 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 no. That's definitely real. That's, that's real. That's, that's when you know. Feces. I was coming in from somewhere. Uh, I don't remember where I was flying in from. It was somewhere coastal. You know, people had been on the beach or whatever. And somebody had brought a, a Ziploc bag with like starfish and stuff in it that they'd gotten at the beach, yeah. but it still had seawater in it. They were trying to keep them fresh or whatever. And that bag busted in the back of the plane Stank. in their carry on. Everybody in the plane had to move to the front. Fortunately, it wasn't full. So the back half of the plane, if there were free seats, everybody had to move up because it smelled like a a dead person back there. I mean, oh, it was wow. bad. They were handing out the airlines will use like little perfume squirters. They put the yeah, little yeah, perfume yeah, bottles yeah. and they squirt it in the right. plane every now and then. They were handing them out to people so they could put it over their. I nose. know that smell. I went to a strip club in Tijuana. And wow, it was it was yeah, it was dirty starfish was the name of the club. <laughs> In, in Spanish. You don't know if it's the girl or the donkey. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely the girl. In fact, I went over and put my face in the donkey's ass just to get the smell out of my nose. <laughs> what, was, what was it we were talking about the game last night? Who was it has got the bit about it says an uncircumcised penis has... It smells like morning breath. It's got morning breath. Shelby Morgan. Shout out Shelby Morgan. That was a hilarious bit. She's like, uncircumcised penises have morning breath. Shelby Morgan, hilarious comic. Y'all follow her. Oh, God, stay on track with Magic Spoon. I've fallen in love with this cereal. It tastes like your childhood favorites, but with more protein, less sugar. You know how cereal, cereal used to be one of the best parts of being a kid, and as you got older, you just had to watch out for the sugar and all the carbs and all that stuff. Well, Magic Spoon has all the flavors that you love from your childhood, but they're high protein and less sugar. So uh, you could drink the protein shakes. You could do the powders. But listen, this is a better way to get your protein before and after workouts. Just eat some cereal. You can get their variety pack. It's four flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, four to five net grams of carbs, 140 calorie, calories of serving. 
High protein, zero sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash chad. Grab a variety pack. They'll send you all four flavors and try it today. Uh, be sure to use promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, you just they'll just refund your money. You don't have to send the cereal back. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save five bucks. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for being our sponsor. We love you. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, did you see uh, – oh, this is another one that got pulled down that um, – I love these videos. You love these videos. I saw your post on social media about it where these guys are trying to rob stuff and these – Oh, they beat the shit out of them. These dudes just yeah. beat the hell out of people, man. Uh, play clip number one. Everybody's seen this, but I love it. Play this, play this thing. So they zoom right in on this jewelry store, and this big fat tub of lard is trying to – get out of there and they're not having that dude which my response to these videos when they're hitting them with a stick is like hit him again you ain't hit him enough like if he's still walking or running away you haven't hit him enough times like give him some dame bramage yeah i'm waiting for tootsie rolls to pop out his butt yeah he looks like a pinata for real i mean i love it because it's a team effort like one or two of them will hold a guy while the other one just hits him with a stick and uh I'm trying to remember. Like, I read something. I don't know if these were Serbians or, I mean, it was happening in America, but these, these business owners. I mean, this guy's fighting for his life to get out of there. Fat Albert, hey, hey, hey. I don't. <laughs> he goes running, got his ass crack hanging out. He just wants gone. And they ain't done with him. They ain't done with him. I saw another robbery where the dude tried to take all these power tools out or something. There's a, there's a bunch of these that are happening where all the people in the parking lot ganged up on a dude and beat the hell out of him. I'm trying to figure out what kind of pipe that was because aren't you supposed to – like rebar is good. Like it looked like he was hitting him with the, the, the cardboard of a wrapping paper yeah, roll. Like, it, like, was a tube. it wasn't even hurt, a tube. It wasn't even yeah, hurting the guy. He was whipping him with it. I, yeah. I want something that's going to bring you down. Yeah. Leave a mark. I want permanent. one of those little cop sticks that like come out like a lightsaber and you just <laughs> look like an antenna, but it fights like a Louisville <laughs> slugger. my katana out. Yeah. yeah. It Wow. I mean, but I love seeing that. I love I love instant karma. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Instant karma. And then the people defending these or that guy that walked into that diner with the gun and then the guy shot him and they found out it was a cap gun. You don't know it's cap. Who gives a damn? You just, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, you, you can bring a cap gun to a and real gun see, fight. When that guy did that and the guy shot him, which I mean it's a sad situation. I mean, somebody anybody that feels desperate enough they gotta go in there and rob something, which AOC, you know, Cortez uh, Alexandria Casio Cortez, she said they're just trying to get bread for their family. Not in a damn jewelry store. It's so Bro, there's bread at Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> just go get the why are you gonna go get the means to get the yeah. No, you're not literally getting. none of them are ever going in and doing a smash and grab at the day old bread store if if you were stealing lunch meat and cheese from heb i know you're hungry and then i'll have a sympathetic but yeah. when you're stealing you know you're robbing people's purses and jewelry and making take their wedding rings off yeah if you get shot in the back you deserve well to be that dead. dude got shot and then the guy finished him off i think he shot him in the face and it's like the mom came on there's like she didn't have to shoot him in the face he was already dead and it's like well, he was already i'm sorry to make for a clean open casket but yeah, sorry. This yeah. is what happens. This is what happens. Don't, don't zero, do stupid stuff. Zero sympathy. Well, see, the world lives, like, again, people say, oh, we're going to get a face-to-face -face at your show. You don't want to do that. This ain't the keyboard world, man. It's not. And I had another guy last week who said, I'd come to one of you, I'd come confront you at one of your shows, but I, I, I want to face you. <laughs> like, what are we, 12? 
What are we in the high school going to the playground? You know I, what I know about people who goes, really I, want goes, violence? I don't need your posse coming after me. I was like, well, bro, I can just tell you this. If you come at me, not only is it going to be my posse, <laughs> everything I have at my disposal. Here's what I know about that. I would do this, but real. I was incarcerated for a long time. I've known real killers Real killers don't say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come get you. Yeah. I, people who do it don't talk about it. Right. So all of those guys, it's like, yeah, you're a text message tough guy. You're Literally nobody. You know, and, and I'm always watching myself because, you know, people are weird out there, you know. So you never know who's going to pop up in a yeah. line at a show or whatever. So I'm, I'm heads on a swivel all the time. Right. But you're right. People, people that are crazy, they don't tell you they're, they're not crazy. They're not telling you to do it. They I'm ain't telling you about it. Scary world. Really. In fact, you, you dispel all fear that I actually have when you tell me what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Kill yeah. it, talk. Uh, this dude has been making this claim for about 10 years. He even testified uh, a few years ago um, where he talking about being a power bottom for Obama. You see oh, that? Yeah, dude? I saw that guy today. Actually, a little, a little toothless yeah. meth, meth head. And uh, play play clip number six. This was with Tucker Carlson. You're just a guy who's in town hmm. for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yes. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, and Look there's this guy that introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack two hundred and fifty dollars to pay for coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along this to see where it was going and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice, you had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. He just asked the obvious question, what was Obama like on crack? Uh, is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional or that he's bisexual or like what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's so much to unpack there. There's a lot. But I, I mean... I don't. I don't think. Anybody. How does Tucker Carlson say? I think the main question here is, what is Obama like on crack? That is not the main question. That is not the main question. Uh, yeah, that's some hard hitting journalism. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you bring it out. I, I mean, that, like that's Monica Lewinsky right there. That's. Geez. I was sitting there this morning watching that, and I go, you know what? Um, uh, you know, all the things going on in the world, man, headed towards hot war with 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 Russia. You know, the Biden crime scandals that are going on, the impeachments, the or I should say the indictments with Trump, all these different things. It's like, but yeah, we want to figure out, was this meth head a power bottom for Obama? And it's like, I'm here for this interview. I want to watch all of it. I watched it. all of Every, it. And, and the only person who wanted it to be real more than me was Tucker Carlson. Yeah, <laughs> he exactly. was chomping at, he looked like your dog when you pull out a treat, right? Like just, <laughs> holy crap, that was the best. Like Tucker's face is better than anything that guy said. And I don't think anybody watching or listening to this show has any question that Barack Obama has touched a dick. Correct. But but this dude who Tucker <laughs> says, we own. have credible information. Like this dude is the embodiment of... Uh, some of my best friends are black. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I look at is this guy's been saying the same story for 10 years. I mean, it, uh, Dinesh D'Souza had him on his documentary about uh, Obama's presidency, you know. It's so I'm like, and then the guy testified. So, and I'll tell you what, the fact that Obama's never sued his ass, 
That ought to tell you something. The, but with the weirdest part of the story, cocaine on a CD case, I can see it happening. Gay sex, I can see it happening. But why? At what point does Obama like, hey, I'm not going to do this unless you got $250. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, That's the determining factor now, there? Now, Barack Obama's brother, Malik, he told Tucker Carlson on Twitter, he said, we need to talk. He said, it's time for the truth to come out. Now, if your brother outs you, yeah, and I don't know Malik's deal. I mean, he's he's never liked Barack, but maybe he got that axe to grind. Maybe he got cut out of the money or something. I don't know. You're just not a credible source when you have seven front teeth missing, (laughs) (laughs) which is basically all the front teeth. Yeah, all the front teeth. But then again, if you've ever gummed a penis, (laughs) wow, the first penis. At that For, time, it was Senator Penis. <laughs> Senator Penis, yeah. I mean, that's next level. That's upper echelons. You start getting that's, that's a power penis. That is power penis. That's a power yeah. penis, something I know nothing about. Nothing, yeah. Standard I, issue, mediocre I, Caucasian. I have a very passive penis. <laughs> Not aggressive at all. <laughs> Fact is pessimistic. I have a pessimistic penis. It's not sure anything's going to go well. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, guys. Fall is planting season. We got a brand new uh, sponsor of the show. I'm proud to have them. Uh, a lot of uh, plants actually do better when planted this time of year, but uh, you have to know where to start. So we found these folks, and they're great. It's called FastGrowingTrees.com. And the experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants so you can find the perfect fit for your specific climate, location, and your needs. Now, you don't have to drive around nurseries and big gardening centers. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped to your door in you know a couple of days. So whether you're looking to add some privacy, shade, natural beauty to your yard, Fast Growing Trees has in-house experts ready to help you make the right selection with growing and care advice available 24-7. Even if you've never had a green thumb, they'll make you feel like you do, just like over 1 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers across the country. Plus, with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Listeners to our show get 15% off your entire order when you go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash chat but only through October 15th. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Chad. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Chad. Be right back. Y'all play, y'all play clip number 10. Y'all play clip number 10. This woman said this and then died. Watch this. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rivers, how are you? You made you made a ton of news officiating the wedding in New York yesterday. Is this like a is this like a new uh, cottage uh, career move for you? I'm so excited. And I should do very well because I don't choke. And do you think that the country will see the first the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman president? We already have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. No, Michelle is a trans. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh my gosh. It's okay. She Joan Rivers, baby. Wow. And about two weeks later, Joan was dead. That's that's why old people just say whatever the hell they whatever want. They want. My great grandmother used to spank other people's kids. That's not a joke. We were in Fiesta in in Long Point in Houston and Spring Branch area, and uh, some kids were like running around knocking stuff off the shelf. She grabbed one by the arm and started whooping. And this lady came around the corner like, "What the hell are you doing?" She's like, "I'm beating your kid." Beat your kid. What are you doing? You and yeah, and that's funny, dude. That's hilarious. Um, 
My buddy, Nate Hughes, you know, we, we sell my distributor bigly for 76forever.com. If you buy our T-shirts and hats with 76 Forever, they come from Fayetteville, Arkansas. They, they, that's where my distributor uh, is, and it's a company called Bigly. Hodge Twins does their stuff with them. I do my stuff with them. And one of their uh, co-owners and founders, Nate Hughes, got arrested the other day by the FBI because he was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Oh, wow. Didn't go in the Capitol, didn't do anything. But the FBI raided him, and, and look, they I see I, there's a clip out there where they FBI came and arrested him uh, out on the street, and he's like got his hands up, going, "I don't even know what y'all are about. Why, why are you here? I don't know why you're after me." Well, then they went and raided his home. His girlfriend was there. She just recently suffered a miscarriage, and uh, you play that little clip real quick. I mean, this this is one guy who wasn't even in the Capitol building, but the FBI. Look at this. Let's count them. All right, they're coming to his house. Coming to his house. So there's one car, there are two cars, they're going on into the house. There's a Fayetteville, Arkansas, three cars. Here comes a fourth car, fifth car. This is one dude, he's not even home, his girlfriend's home. Sixth car, seventh car, and they're going in there. Now here's, this, here's the thing that really pisses me off. Because Nate had nothing to do with any of this shit, you know. Here's the thing. You have to play that again. I mean, they just, all these cars just keep coming. They go in there. He's got a Liberty Safe, which is a very popular safe company amongst, quote, unquote, patriots, conservatives, whatever. There's some Liberty Safes around here. Liberty Safe. He's got a big-ass Liberty Safe in there. The FBI calls Liberty Safe on the phone and says, we need to know the code to this safe. They gave it to him. And they went in his safe. Going through his stuff. Oh, wow. And no warrant, nothing else. They just didn't gave it to him over the phone. Wow. So it's time to Bud Light, Liberty Safe. Because, I mean, terrible. if you're going to do that, and by the way, when Liberty Safe comes out there and they want to advertise saying, oh, we're defenders of the Second Amendment, we don't, you know, unwavering in our blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. That's no unreal. More, no more Liberty Safe. That's unreal. They violated his rights. I mean, that's. That's like calling Trojan, and then they can just instantly poke a hole in the condom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is everything. That, some girl calls up, like, I've been trying to get pregnant for six years. And they're like, okay, hang on. Yeah, there's a, there's a backdoor switch. Here's Hit what that. we're going to do. We're going to send you a special yeah. box. <laughs> special. Don't mind the holes in it. Right. But, yeah. That's, We've been throwing darts at it. <laughs> We've been throwing darts at it. <laughs> but, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, that's, that kind of stuff just pisses me off. Nate will be fine. No He's warrant. Gonna have to, but, I mean, here's the deal. It's going to cost him a hundred. Nate, it's going to cost him $100,000 just to defend himself. Of course. And that's on the low side of what some of these people are having to deal with. Just for being there. Just for freaking being there. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. Um, it, it, that's just stupid, man. But on a more serious note, Obama's gay. <laughs> you know? And uh, I loved it when Peter Ducey, the other, yesterday, he was in a press conference with Karine Jean-Pierre. He said, he said, why is it that y'all treat uh, the president like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> play, play clip number eight. I love this, dude. Peter Ducey's a treasure. President Biden is the oldest president in U.S. history. Why does White House staff treat him like a baby? No one treats the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, uh, like a baby. So there's this book that says That's ridiculous. when staff ridiculous claim. what sounded like a call for regime change in Russia, the President, uh, quote, rather than owning his failure, he fumed to friends about how he was treated like a toddler. Was John Kennedy ever babied like that? So look, uh, I'll say this. 
Um, there's going to be a range, always a range of books uh, that are uh, about every administration, as you know, uh, that's going to have a variety of claims. That is not unusual. That happens all the time. And we're not going to litigate those here. That's something that we're not going to uh, speak to. There is one thing that I do want to, because I think I was asked this question last week by one of your colleagues about this particular excerpt uh, that they uh, were referring to. And so I'll say this, you know, we did see the excerpt, excerpt go, the context uh, of the excerpt, and it seemed to be making the opposite overall point about how the value of his experience and wisdom resulted in rallying the free world. Wisdom. Yeah, I don't think that was the context at all. Wisdom. <laughs> Somebody promised him some ice cream time. This, this dude lost a battle against stairs. <laughs> He lost and a battle against, against a, a sandbag. A, a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, we're treating him like a baby. He can't ride a bike and he can't go up steps. Yeah. So like, he tripped over a sandbag like a toddler. <laughs> um, they literally stopped using the 26-step staircase up to the top of Air Force One and put him into the 14 steps that goes into the underbelly of the plane. Because 26 steps, that extra 12 steps was just too much for old Joe. The best the best Joe Biden reference I ever saw was this morning watching Shane Gillis on Netflix said after every one of Joe Biden's speeches, when he's walking off stage, he just like looks like a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> just bounces just, off whatever, moves just, the other direction. <laughs> doesn't know which way he's going next. Just danger Will Robinson. Unbelievable. Like a, like a robot, dude. Unbelievable. Oh gosh, bro. I'm ready to go to Kansas City. I'm looking forward to it. I'm in Waxahachie this weekend. Uh, but uh, I uh, it's sold out it's though. It's been sold out for two months. Yeah, you can't go. I Good can't problem. even go. It's cool. I won't let Jesse go. Nope. Uh, Jesse been going. Dude, let me come, man. Uh, yeah. Let me come. I'm gonna be in Kansas City with you though. We're gonna we're gonna cut it up there. There's are there still tickets in Kansas City? We're closed. There's right? tickets. There are There's cool. tickets. Y'all come but get it will sell out. Come and get them. You know what's funny is like with our audience, my audience, I should say that because I mean you you I don't know how you got all these young hot pretty people, but. <laughs> uh, my audience is mature. They got money, you know, and I appreciate yeah. my audience. But they don't buy tickets to the late show. When I say nine thirty, they're like, no, 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 no. It's bedtime. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No, we're not coming out that. Yeah. Late. The 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 seven seven o'clock show is perfect after the the dinner at Luby's at five thirty. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You just... yeah. Uh, we were doing it. We were doing a show in. Uh, uh, you remember that dude Will? It was the only black guy in the room in La Jolla. Remember oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said stage right. Yes. And, and so about midway through my set. I turned around, I was talking about the standard issue mediocre Caucasian penis, and I said, ain't that right, Will? And I turned around, he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up, he goes, uh, uh, uh. He heard his name and he panicked. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that's a good selling point for our show. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But hey, I'm just telling you, it was Hey, do you want to see a good bedtime. show or catch a good nap? Uh yeah. come see Chad Prather and Jesse Payton in or, Kansas City. Or don't sit behind me. Like get <laughs> exactly. a better seat so you're not staring at the yeah. back of my head. That was funny. I was like, hey Will, isn't that right? And he's like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> like, well, bedtime. That was good. Some of that pilly talk. Good. Some of that pilly talk. <laughs> he doesn't have some of that warm milk. All right, hang tight. We're not done. We'll be right back. All right, guys, watchchad.com is where all the funny stuff is and the fun stuff, too. Uh, go over to uh, is Jesse is Funny or JesseIsFunny.com? JesseIsFunny.com. Both of them. They redirects. JesseIsFunny.com. How many redirects have you got to your website? A lot. A lot. I yeah. do, too. I got Watch Chad. I got Chad Prather Live. I got ChadPrather.com. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I got, uh, I, yeah, I've got a few. So, yeah, just to get them there. So Get over there. Yeah. 
And uh, what else you got coming up other than Kansas City? What's tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow night, Houston Improv. So if you're in Houston, uh, the show is almost sold out. I'm sorry? I may come down there for that. Yeah, it'll be a good time. I'm headlining. I got Ronnie Chanel uh, coming in from Detroit to do the show with me. She's the one who beat me in the nationwide contest on XM Radio. Yeah. Hilarious girl. Hilarious. I, uh, I don't know if I'm welcome at the Houston Improv. You are. But you I, are. You're I'm my guest. Go in there and slap them around a little bit. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. It's gonna like, be fun. We don't want Chad Prather here anymore. He harassed, he harassed somebody. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. that's You offended somebody. I maybe. Offended, offended somebody. Somebody got their feelings hurt. Yeah. Oh. Like, so. there ain't, ain't no girls look good enough to harass down there. <laughs> right. I kid, baby. I might come down there for that. All right, guys. Uh, again, if you haven't subscribed, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Me and Jesse go do a little deep dive into some comedy stuff on overtime this week, so don't miss it. And... Uh, We'll see what's going on in his mind. Anyway, you guys, we will see you tomorrow night. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.